Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Eating Salads. It's me again, Austin Crosby. Casey and I have just come off of a very full, peaceful, some might say, dinner. Not because it included peas. In reality, it included a bunch of other vegetables, but no peas. And just because after eating it, we feel at peace. There's no need to beat around the bush. It was a kale salad as well as a potato soup. We just had our friend Sam over, the one whose uh, birthday, the, who was roasted recently for turning 40. Because I, I wanted someone else to try the ice cream that we made. And you know what? Grandma, if it lasts, Grandpa, they might try it too. If it makes it till their next uh, time we see them. But isn't that crazy that you can have an ice cream and... Um, not know if it will last you more than a day or two because it's such a strange flavor. So, food for thought. I think that what I, how I could represent Sam's take on the ice cream is that he genuinely liked the peppercorn, that it was interesting. The macaroni, he tried it at first, didn't like it, but then later came around to it, but still isn't crazy about it. And I kind of feel the same way. Although I've not, like, reached for the peppercorn, especially. Casey had a mug of it yesterday, and I had a taste. And then today I had a taste. Taste or two? Anyway, it's not here nor there. I went to Walmart today. I got a bunch of stuff, including a 10-pound bag of, of potatoes. That's why I made more potato soup. But couple different things. First, the mask mandate is almost gone here, and even though they've announced the end of the mask mandate, you have to admit there's some concession in its scheduling to say, hey, we don't have to wear mandates starting, or we don't have to wear masks starting two weeks from now. It's kind of admitting we don't have to wear masks as of now. I don't... You could say, oh, we're, we're just being extra cautious by pushing it out even further because we're optimistic. There shouldn't be any optimism. It should be really grounded in reality about when the call to not wear masks by law you know, is initiated. So I say that because Walmart, they don't have a high mask. Um, they don't have a high mask wearing percentage. There's a lot of people in there who aren't, depend in all ages and shapes and sizes, and the employees definitely don't mind. Speaking of the employees, there were a ton of Walmart employees going around with those carts full of baskets that they do your online shopping in for you. That, I, there was like two in every aisle. I, I've never seen anything like that. It was really a, a lot. It was really a lot. But they were all wearing masks. Anyway... I got my stuff. It was what it was. A couple new potential flavor for ice cream candidates. Southern white gravy and brown gravy. Let that one sink in. Try and imagine that as an ice cream. White, white gravy could be gross. But I think brown gravy would just be good. We'll have to see. Um, Casey will be our little guinea pig now that she loves 
She loves blue cheese, three cheese ice cream now. She'll probably love white gravy. That's what I was thinking when I was at the store. <laughs> I was like, Casey would love this. Pick it out. There's actually a really uh, diverse dried flavor packet section at Walmart, by the way. Next time you're there, like, look at it. Because I've, not ashamed to say, I've usually blown past that section. If I've ever gotten a dried flavoring mix, it was taco. That was it. So I never gave it any creed, credence, and uh, there, there all was. But I didn't think that General So's chicken or uh, Sloppy Joe or whatever would have made as much sense. Maybe someday. As always, tomorrow. Um, and the reason I bring up Walmart, I know that all this is fascinating to you guys. I got a whisk. I got a whisk, finally, in little containers for ice cream. So the really mission was to go get procure more ice cream supplies. But um, for the second time now, I've gone there willing to talk to somebody. Trying to get a question answered, maybe. To have any kind of uh, interaction with a breathing, living human being. I go through this line and I go, hey, good morning, how are you? I met with total silence. And it immediately washed over me. Oh, yeah, this is that deaf woman. And I looked, and sure enough, she's deaf. And that ties this whole thing together about the masks, doesn't it? Because last time I went to Walmart, I just took my mask off. After I got past the greeter, I just, eh. I saw other people not wearing it, and I was like, me neither. And it was nice. I had pleasant interactions, I think, because of it with employees. They were all like, oh, hey, what's up? You like mac and cheese? How's going? Good? Anyway, I get to this lady, and she can't even tell I'm talking to her. Because I'm wearing a mask, and she's deaf. And there was an issue with the machine that required... It was like, item not found, A006. And I was just like, huh? Is that the, you know, it was like holding us up. I was like, is that the lunch meat? <laughs> like, is that the lunch meat? There, what else would it be? And she was just like waving at me. And I was like, uh, uh. And we did a whole like salutation when I left where she signed something to me, which is incredibly presumptuous. She, <laughs> that's, you know, I, I, um, I don't know. That's maybe new, fresh perspective. To have a lady sign language something at you. And uh, it takes a little bit more effort than how I can maybe just say something random to a stranger. Mumble something. You don't mumble with your hands. I don't, at least. And I don't understand it. I don't read it. So I was just bowed. I just bowed. And I left. Went and got Casey some Taco Bell. Because she's been a good girl. Is that right? And I had a, um, God, what do you call it? It's another word for a flaming hot Doritos Locos. Covered with the flaming hot Cheetos stuff. And it was fine. It's still the messiest thing you can eat in someone else's car. In traffic while 
trying to pay attention. And hard shell tacos, I get it because that's what Doritos are made out of, <laughs> ostensibly. Doritos are hard shell tacos. But um, that's the beauty of the cheesy gordita crunch, isn't it? Or the chalupa or whatever. Is that it's wrapped in another thing to hold the silly hard shell taco together as you bite it. And they, get, they wrap it in multiple layers of paper and cardboard as a vessel anyway. So you've really got three vessels. The hard taco itself, the cardboard shell, and the wrapping paper. Whereas the cheesy gordita crunch substitutes that Doritos Locos cardboard for a gordito or whatever it is, that flatbread thing. And you eat that, and it's delicious. Makes you wonder which one is more sustainable. Probably the, well, honestly, probably the cardboard. So although you throw it away, I bet it's a lot easier. I don't know. Is it easier to make than a flatbread thing? The chalupa, whatever it is, that, the thing that goes around the hard shell? You, what, you know what's sick? Is that someone legitimately could get, like, that could be their graduate thesis looking into if it's more sustainable to spend the extra money at Taco Bell and get a cheesy gordita crunch or less money and get a cardboard wrapped Doritos Locos taco because they both have the paper. And honestly, there's, there is some environmental impact, I'm sure, of the flaming hot crumbles, the powder. That's not nothing. So is it plus cardboard equal to soft shell? I would hypothesize yes. But is the money that you would spend extra on this, which is probably a few dollars. You don't even look, though. That's the problem. That's why people wouldn't even care about the answer to this. Is they just order what they want and they get it. But you don't uh, think, you know, maybe there's like three more dollars. And to save and or invest those few dollars would uh, cancel out all extrinsic negative side effects. Bordering the cheesy gordita crunch. Hmm. Okay, two quick other things. There is a Babylon B interview of Elon Musk that happened, I don't know, a month ago, and I never saw it, never was aware. I like to see Elon Musk interviews. He tweets contentious things, he's part of the news cycle, he's relevant. I like Tesla. I want to know as a stakeholder often about his interviews and do my due diligence. So I looked it up. I had no idea. I thought Babylon B was like a joke thing. And it is. They are a satire and they consider themselves conservative, which I did not know. And so they get off starting talking about that. I haven't watched the whole thing. I just started it. When Sam here. So we'll see. We'll see about that. Interesting stuff. They talk about his uh, Twitter lashings out 
or responses, because he didn't even lash out to Elizabeth Warren, who like came after him in a very degenerate way. He responded in kind. So I wanted to see what he had to say about that. And oftentimes with those kinds of interviews also, also, here's where the devil's in the details. You'll never see this with like a kind of, I don't know, you kind of do looking back, but it's how the interviewee responds to the interviewer or how the interviewer responds to the interviewee. It's the dynamic between the two of them, not just the answers of whoever's being interviewed. I want to see when they answer, how the people you know, pontificate or expand upon whatever they said. And then I want to read the look in their eyes as they, you know, condone or not what have the interpretation. I like that context. Anyway, the other thing was apparently Sam Harris and uh, Jordan Peterson got on a video call with each other in the last couple of days and went off about some things. I really don't like Jordan Peterson anymore. I did. I can sympathize with the guy because he became a drug addict and then went to rehab after his wife died. He got drugged through the mud about being Canadian or whatever, wearing a three-piece suit like a nerd, whatever his deal was. I don't know. I still want to hear him talk to Sam Harris who I also have like just not paid attention to since he put his podcast kind of behind a paywall. Used to be, I'd love every Sam Harris podcast. I was like, ooh, 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 here we go. And then he put them behind a paywall so you can only hear the first hour. And he was like, hey, if you want it for free, just email me. It's like, how about no? How about you're a guest on podcasts to me now, Mr. Sam Harris? Plus, he and he did the same thing as Dan Carlin, who's another one of those guys that I, I'm excited to see them all make non-political content. But they became just all about politics in like 20, the 2016 through 2020 years. And uh, I got tired of hearing it. But if, I don't know, what's an apolitical, it's almost like a, the secular kind of version of them I really miss. And I'm excited to see come back after we just have like totally boring, sleepy Joe mediocrity for a few years. People can maybe get back to their original interests or areas of expertise. So. Hmm. I think the uh, night is young, guys, but I'm going to let you go. Please stay safe. Come again tomorrow.